0: These days, with interest rates so low, leaving your money in a bank deposit account may be safe, but there'll be no great reward coming from it. If we want to be able to achieve financial freedom and provide for ourselves and our family, we need to invest. Everyone can pick up the knowledge to be a good investor. Investing is partly about discipline and keeping your emotions in check. You'll need to have faith in your asset allocation plan and stick with it when you are losing money. All investors lose money at some point. Even the legendary Warren Buffett has lost close to 50% of his money on two separate occasions. So what makes a good investor, and how do you develop good investment habits? Let's go and find out. I'm with someone who knows the answers to those questions, Arthur Bacci, Chairman of the Hong Kong Investment Funds Association. So could you tell me a little bit about what are the characteristics of someone who makes a good investor?
1: Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, it really depends, you know, I think a lot on the, on the age of the individual, what they're striving to invest for. So, for instance, someone starting out of school who may not have as many assets, doesn't have a family, doesn't need to protect their assets, might have a different characteristic than someone who's just been married, has new children, might need insurance, has other needs. So I, I think it really is, is a something that's personalized to each individual.
0: So it's important to set goals right at the outset in terms of what it is that you're trying to achieve um, and, and what you're investing for. Absolutely,
1: because I think we all have multiple goals in life. Whether it's to save for a safer house, save for retirement, save for vacation, save for our children's education, protect our assets, and each of those goals have different and individual strategies that are associated with them.
0: So in order to achieve that, you need to develop your own investment strategy. How would you go about doing that, starting that? Well, again, I think it depends on what your
1: goals are and what the age. But certainly as you're younger, there is an, ab- an ability to absorb more risk um, in some portion of your assets because you have a long time if you're saving for retirement, for instance, to recover. So if your goal is for retirement and you're 25 years old, you know, you've got 40 years, so you can absorb market volatility. If you're 55 and retiring in 10 years, obviously you you have less room to recover if there's a market downturn. Conversely, if you're 25 and you want to have children or buy a house, you may need those funds sooner. So that strategy would be different for those buckets of money. For each bucket of money, you should have a different strategy.
0: And the way you control risk is through diversification, having different mixtures of maybe bonds and stocks. Is that how it works? Well, I think you, you. sometimes we talk about
1: diversification as a risk management tool, but sometimes we over-diversify and we find out we buy multiple funds that ultimately have the same underlying investments. I think the first thing is if you're not sure of what you're doing, get advice. Talk to a professional. Look for reputable um, funds and investments. Often we see um, products that are marketed that are mismarketed. Mis- um, I saw an ad yesterday for a fund that was deemed a high-dividend yield fund that said 15 percent annualized return. But if you read the footnotes, it didn't mean you were getting 15 percent a year in payout. Um, So you know you have to be very careful to not go for the marketing that's done for a lot of these funds. And, And sometimes, I think, depending on family and friends, can get you into the same situation. So talking to a professional, I think, is always good advice.
0: So being careful about things that offer high returns with with no risk, there are things that you should be automatically suspicious of.
1: Correct. I mean, there's a fundamental in finance about risk-return. It's been there for centuries. The higher the return, the higher the risk. Um, And so when you see things at 15% returns in a world when we have 1% and 2%, you know, treasury bills or bank deposits you should be very suspicious and the objective is really to you're not going to get rich overnight you're going to accumulate wealth over time and the biggest contribution to that is having a strategy to set aside money on a regular basis and making that savings your first priority not the big screen TV or the material you know going out to dinner every night is setting aside that money because ultimately that money is going to be working for you
0: now, I heard it said that you know, um, some people, they spend and then they save afterwards, whereas good investors invest and save first and then they spend. Is that, is that a fair uh, way of looking at it? I think that's absolutely true. I think when you
1: look at some of the wealthier people I've interacted with, they actually are the biggest proponents of savings. They look for the deals, the, the, the sales, because they know that, that over time the key is you can work – physically and mentally and work till you're 80 years old earning an income or you can put money aside and let that money work for you earning for you so absolutely the younger that you start and the more you can put away the faster you'll get to a wealthier and hopefully happier lifestyle because you, you'll have more time to do things that you enjoy doing besides working.
0: So one of the characteristics of a good investor is someone who lives actually below their means, not beyond their means.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's this, I mean, I think you said about spending and saving first. What you find often is there's a lot of marketing done around credit cards that really promote points and you know, use your credit card and then you find yourself not having – not only not having money to save, but finding yourself in debt and having to use future income to pay off that debt.
0: Now, you mentioned being patient. Patience is an important part of this, isn't it, taking a long-term view where you can, and in particular you know, trying to ride out fluctuations in the market?
1: Well, I think that's, that's absolutely correct. Risk is really, when you look at risk, it's a sense of volatility. And, and volatility is markets are going to go up, markets are going to go down. And if you look back to the financial crisis in 2008 or SARS, I mean, you could have panicked and sold at very low prices. Yet, had you bought at those levels and you look at where we're at today in 2017, those would have been time to enter the market, not time to exit the market. I think when people react emotionally, they make the opposite decision of what is really rational. And that's why taking a long-term view is important. The markets are going to go up. They're going to go down on a daily, even hourly basis. Um, But unless you're a trader um, who's paid to do that, then, you know, you really should be looking longer term.
0: Why should I invest in funds as opposed to trying to run my own portfolio? What are the pros and cons of using, say, a mutual fund manager or an investment fund manager to look after my
1: investments? Well, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with stocks. And clearly now you have options today with ETFs, exchange-traded funds. But I think, you know, unless you have time, to research all of these. And I think many people think they're investment managers, but they're really doing it part-time. And you have professionals who are out there who do look at opportunities to put together and construct portfolios that achieve different goals. Now, there's a lot of discussion around passive and active management, but clearly there's very basic mutual funds that invest in indices like the Hensang or the S&P 500 that can be very low cost and get you exposure to market. As you build up your wealth, you might want to diversify into other types of asset classes like real estate or high yield. And not every fund manager is strong in every asset class. So You know, you you might find one provider provides a very efficient S&P index fund, but that's about it. And someone else may be very strong in real estate or hedge funds, and so having a variety of different mutual funds is fine. You just have to understand that also many of these funds are holding similar stocks. So while you buy multiple funds, are you really diversified? And that's, again, where a financial advisor can help you. And if not a financial advisor, there's increasingly more and more tools on the internet that you can put in the, the information about the funds you're invested in or thinking about and can really show you the true diversification based on the underlying stocks those funds hold. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you very much.
0: That's Arthur Bacci of the Hong Kong Investment Funds Association. That's it for Money Talk Extra this week. On next Saturday's program, I'll discuss whether you need to consider health insurance and factors to take into account when choosing a policy with an insurance expert. Jimmy Lamb talks to a Money Talk Extra listener who faces health issues that affect his work. In our investment segment, I'll look at overseas property. So please join Jimmy and me next Saturday morning at 8.30. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a peaceful weekend and a great week ahead.